When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, it's Jill. Jen and I wanted to give you a heads up about the content on today's episode. It may be triggering for more sensitive audiences. Refer to the show notes for more specifics. And take care while you listen. On this episode of Common Mystics, we are guided to a Kentucky location that's been a pocket of energy for a millennium and was the site of atrocities for generations. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are Common Mystics. We find extraordinary stories in ordinary places. And today's episode is about a truly extraordinary location in Walton, Kentucky. Man, you guys... Get ready. Get ready for this. This one was tough. This is a tough one. This is our second time recording because we just straight depressed Jennifer. <laughs> she was really melancholy. Whew, okay, so let's just get to it, Jen. We were headed back to the Midwest from our Savannah road trip. We were. And we were getting hits in the car the entire time. But please, set the intention. We asked the spirits to lead us to a verifiable story previously unknown to us that allowed us to give voice to the voiceless. That's right. So we are headed north through Kentucky. And what are some of the hits that we're getting in the car? Well, they're all really disturbing, Jill. (laughs) It's true. This is a really heavy episode. (laughs) We'll get the laughs in when we can. Okay. So I was picking up on people being hanged. Also, um, a fire leading to death. Uh, Thievery. Someone accused of cheating or stealing. What about you? Well, (laughs) I was envisioning a older black woman crying. Mm. It was it was a disturbing image. Also, I had the song Look Away Dixieland in my head. Like, look Mm -hmm. away. Look away. I'm familiar. Okay, Mm -hmm. you don't want to look away. Please don't sing it. Yeah. And then I was getting the feeling that we needed to stop before we got to Ohio because we don't have a Kentucky story. Well, that and we had driven like through the entire state of Kentucky and it wasn't until we were at the border of Ohio that we were like, okay, now we have to stop, which is insane. But you guys, what made the brakes like seriously come on is that we saw like one of those brown information signs about the area that Jennifer's stage name was. Are you going to let me tell it? Are you going to let me tell it? Tell it. Jennifer 
I don't know if you guys know this, but when Jennifer goes on the road, we often call her Big Bone Lick. And there's a lot of reasons why we do that. But it is definitely Jennifer's stage name. So and the brown directional sign, it said Big Bone Lick. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm not the only one. You are absolutely ridiculous. You know it's that that is not my stage name, and that is so yours. It, it is now. <laughs> well, we saw that sign, and it was uh, several minutes of entertainment and laughter regarding Big Bone Lick and what that was and why that was funny. What an unfortunate name for anything, <laughs> honestly. We're going to talk more about it in a second, but Big yeah, bone we're not. Lick. We're not mature at all. We're not mature at all. Oh, so we get off because Big Bone Lick, you get off at Big Bone Lick. Okay. Need I say more? But instead of going to Big Bone Lick, we decided to make a right. Well, we ended up in a town called Walton, Walton, Kentucky. And we were both feeling KKK vibes. In other words, organized clandestine attacks on black people. The hits that we were getting was really unsettling. Mm-hmm. And it felt like we were getting references to like organized crime on black people in the car. And then like yeah. when we were in Walton, it was just like the culmination of all those hits and all that energy. And then we really started having a conversation. Right. What else were you picking up? Well, the other thing that you and I were talking about is why this town existed. Like we were, for some reason, uh, focused on what's the origin of this town? Why is it here? It There's nothing there that says this is why the town's there. Like, you know how like in Battle Creek, you can be like, oh, I get it. There's cereal. There's mm-hmm. a paper mills. There's the, the intersection of, of rivers. There's, you know, there's nothing there that you're like, oh, I get it. I totally get it. Why there's a town here. There's nothing. There's no indicator. And then the other thing is, and this is my favorite, Jennifer, (laughs) I felt like we would be at our story when the road ended, like at the place of the dead end. That is where our story is. My sister is psychic AF because (laughs) lo and behold, we get to a dead end street. Yeah. Old Nicholson Road. Old Nicholson Road. Yeah. Not named for Jack. Not named for Jack Nicholson. Not named for Jack Nicholson. But he is an old Nicholson. He is an old Nicholson. You know what? I would name my street if I were Jack Nicholson, Old Nicholson Road. Oh my God, that'd be so cool. I should name my street Chubby Stanley Road. (laughs) Chubby Stanley. (laughs) Chubb Stanley Drive. Really? Okay. What happens at the dead end street, Jennifer? Where... The old Nicholson Road dead ends in Walton is an old structure that is called the Gaines Tavern. You guys, this structure is in the middle of two railroad crossings. It's surrounded. Right. And I just got to tell you, unsettling AF as soon as we drove up in the property. Well, first of all, we were astounded that we found it. Because we knew immediately this place is haunted. That's the first thing. The energy, you could just feel it, not only from the structure, but from the land itself. And we were able to see from the sign, from the historical marker, that it was a location called the Gaines Tavern. What is it? Describe what it looked like when we were exploring it. The facade is this, this old, weathered, faded brick. Yes. And it has these strange markings on it. Yeah, the brick is like scarred almost. Yes. 
I just want to say Jennifer was the first to get out of the car and go directly to the tavern, which is really unusual. Like usually I'm the one trying to break and under, but not this you know time. What? It's it's true. I went right up to the structure and I felt drawn to the upper window, one of the upper windows, and I totally felt someone watching me from I an did upper too. window. I did too, and it mm-hmm. felt like a man with a gun. I had an image in my head of a man with a gun in that window. That is super creepy. I did not see a man with a gun. I saw the figure, but I also felt like like I had x-ray vision and I could see into the building through the brick and I was seeing a card game playing. Ooh. Yeah. So much energy in that house. Not only in the house, Jen, the land. Yes. Now, this is when I literally got scared, Mm -hmm. like spooked. You know what I mean? When we started to walk around the side of the building. Yes. To the back. I was like, nope, done with this. Got back in the car. That's when I was scared, actually. I walked up to the door and I tried to open it. I knew that it was a historical place and I thought, well, maybe it's open. It wasn't. But I walked up. I was going to go inside. I wasn't afraid. I knew that there were ghosts in the structure, but I wasn't afraid of the structure. I didn't get spooked until we started exploring the land around it. And that's when I ran back to the car and said, nope, 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 we're not doing this. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. So, yeah, that happened. Give me some research about where we were, Walton itself. Tell me a little bit about Bowen Licks, because this place literally was charged. All right. So, Jill, we were standing on the property of what came to be called the Gaines Tavern, Mm -hmm. which is located in Walton, Kentucky, which is located in Kentucky's Boone County. Now... Boone County, Kentucky is super notable for a very interesting reason. Tell me. First of all, it's located at the largest bend of the Ohio River, just a few miles downstream from Cincinnati, Ohio. And it's the northernmost county of Kentucky. It's kind of in a little nook or a sideways sea, a little big toe, if you will, of area (laughs) surrounded by the Ohio River. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. It was just a funny visual. Sorry. (laughs) Boone County has a significant prehistoric heritage. This is like mind blowing to think about. For real. Tell me everything. We're from the Midwest and we know that the Great Lakes were formed by glaciers. Yeah. Right. Everyone knows But there was glacial activity in Boone County. The last glacial activity from 10,000 to 12,000 years ago left behind substantial gravel and limestone deposits along today's Ohio River. But ancient seas left behind salt deposits that would become big bone lick, which attracted large mammals like bison, mammoths, and mastodons. Do you believe that? I I do not believe it, but you need to break down this crazy inappropriate name for me. <laughs> Big bone lick. <laughs> All right. So the lick is because those large mammals in prehistoric times would go to the salt and lick the salt. Like, that's a thing. So it was Mm -hmm. a lick. Big bone refers to the archaeological evidence. My physique? (laughs) What? Your physique. physique. (laughs) 
<laughs> Big Bone refers to the archaeological evidence. In other words, there were fossils found, the bones of these large mammoths wow. by the French people when they were exploring the area. This is crazy. Right. So the large game, meaning the mammoths, the mastodons, the bison who were traveling to and from Big Bone Lick, of course, drew bands of nomadic paleo Indians who arrived around 12,000 BC and would follow these animals north and south to the Big Bone Lick. 12,000 years before Christ. Yes. There are people yes. traveling this people land. and beasts, yes, traveling on this route to these salt deposits. And not only that, there were very early Native American settlements found in the area as early as 1150 AD. Wow. So you have the, the nomads for thousands and thousands of years who've been traveling that route and then very early settlements and there are still burial mounds in Boone County. I was going to say with yeah. settlements, there comes the burial mounds. Do you oh. believe that? I had no idea. Absolutely no idea. No when I idea. think Kentucky, I do not think glacier activity at all. Right. The fact that this land, people were drawn to it for millennia is like, wow, Kentucky, where have you been? So fast forward several, you know, thousands of years. Boone County, again, the northernmost county in the state of Kentucky, and it's tucked in that toe of a bend of the Ohio River. And it was established formally in 1798 and named after Daniel Boone, world famous. We he explored him. Kentucky in the late 1700s. So they named the county after him. That was nice. Mm -hmm. So um, one notable thing is before the Civil War, when slavery was legal in the state of Kentucky, Boone County was right across the river from the free state of Ohio. Mm, that's tempting. This would be reason for a lot of people who were enslaved in Boone County to risk it and try to cross that river into the free state of Ohio. I would. So, I mean, that'll leave some some mojo, too, don't you think? That yeah. kind of conflict, that wanting to escape. Absolutely. And then and then the enslavers wanting to keep them. Right. And having to patrol that land. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So how does this lead back to the Gaines Tavern? The Gaines Tavern, again, is located in Walton, Kentucky. And it grew up because of that crossroads, because of the travel mm. through the area. Wow. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. For real. It's location, location, location. Right. So the original owner of the property was a man named Archibald Reed, and he established a tavern and an inn as early as the 1790s, I want to say. You gotta have a tavern. You have to have. I mean, people, travelers want to drink. It's a long, hard thing to travel in the 1700s. I mean, we travel. And we drink. Right? <laughs> it's full circle, people. <laughs> Yeah. And then in 1814, a man named Abner Gaines acquired the property from its owner and he took over the tavern and inn. But he also started operating a stagecoach line. Very smart. He's a smart cookie, that one. Mm -hmm. So he took advantage of the travel on that route. Again, thousands of years old. He prospered as a farmer, as a tavern owner and as Politician. a stage line. 
Mm-hmm. And as a stage line operator, and he and his children would be very prominent, the Gaineses. Actually, one of his sons was like a notable general in the Mexican-American War and then became the Oregon governor in 1850. Cray cray. That's exactly right. So, yeah, the Gaines people were very prominent in the 1800s for sure. They're a big deal. Now, the interesting thing about the Tavern Jill is that it actually predates the town of Walton. So do you mm. remember why? how when we were in the car, we were like, why is this town even here? Yes. The town is here because of the tavern. That's insane. The original name of the town was actually called Gaines Crossroads. And That's it wasn't crazy. until I know, right? It wasn't until 1840 that the area was named Walton. And so their histories were totally intertwined, the taverns and the towns. Mm. So Walton grew to be the largest town in the county in the late 19th century. And According to BoonesCountyHistory.org, that was because of really two reasons. The Turnpike, in mm-hmm. other words, the Ohio to Lexington Pike, and also two different railroad lines that crisscrossed right in the county. The Louisville and National and the Queen and Crescent. And where that crisscrosses, that's where the tavern is. Exactly. Is that- it's just north. So crazy. I know. It's like X marks the spot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so Walton was an important transportation hub. And according to the Wikipedia article, Walton, Kentucky, downtown Cincinnati is 21 miles to the north, Lexington, 64 miles to the south and Louisville, 82 miles to the southwest. So all of these really important cities are accessible right through Walton, Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that over the years, this place has been traveled and you can see the evolution of travel just passing through that area, right? It's true. So yeah, no, back to the Gaines Tavern. It thrived with all of the travelers moving through town. In 1818, the house was used as an inn and of course, a stagecoach stop. And Abner Gaines operated the tavern on what would become a very common stopover point on the Covington-Lexington Turnpike. Cool. Yeah. Later, the tavern would become a party venue. Which I can totally see. I mean, would you have well, a party there? Yeah, like a friggin' Halloween party. Halloween, that's what I was thinking too. It became a party venue and then a private residence for a while. No, thank you. And then, <sighs> no, right? Uh-uh. No. No. And then an antique store. Okay, that'd be cool. That would be cool. But mo- it recently was sold to the town of Walton and now it is a historical landmark and museum. Okay, so this is the thing. Is it just us? Like, honestly, like, why would the town of Walton want this? Because it seems like you need a couple different priests of a couple different denominations. <laughs> like, because the vibes off this property in this building are like off the hook. So For real. Uh, do, do they have any indication that they have a haunted house and oh, haunted land? Oh, they know. They know it. They do? How do you oh, know yes. they know it? It's actually known as, quote, the Kentucky Horror House. Oh, horror, not horror house. Well, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, that's fair. Right? Okay. So, the yeah. bone lick. <laughs> okay, it is my stage name. Okay. <laughs> You're so, getting a shirt. The original Big Bone Lick. Oh my god. It's known as the Kentucky Horror House. Um and according to the Louisville Courier Journal, the reason is because there have been a series 
series of murders, suicides, and natural deaths, which have occurred in and around the two-story brick building. Okay, things are getting... Things are getting heavy. It's getting heavier, guys. It is. <laughs> Today, some believe that the distressed souls of the dead have never left. 100%. I know that to be true. I'm not even going to lie. Right? You can feel it. But they say, purportedly, there are nine people that died okay. on the property. I counted more from my research. Let's okay. go through them. Just quickly. Okay. Let's bullet point. Sure, sure. Okay. Number one, Abner Gaines. The man's got to die sometime. Right. Natural causes, nothing fishy. He dies in the house. Gotcha. Harriet Gaines, his daughter. Okay. She was, she was only five years old. Aw, poor sad. baby. That she is died sad. of natural causes as well. I mean, children gotcha. died all the time. <sighs> That's then. why you had so many. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, yeah. And he did have like 13, didn't he? Yeah. Another daughter, Anne, less than a year old, also died of natural causes. I'm so sorry. Very sad. Okay. Now, here's a, here's, um, a, a different circumstance. Tell. A traveler named Benjamin Runyon committed suicide in the house. <sighs> That's just not considerate. You know what I mean? Do we know how he did it? I Let's talk about it in our detours in specific okay. fashion. But okay. like, wait till you get home, man. Yeah, f- for real. That is inconsiderate, isn't it? It really is. Okay. 1839, a man named William Northcutt was stabbed by Robert Harrison. Again, we'll discuss it in the detours, but just to give you a heads up, Robert Harrison is the second cousin to William Henry Harrison, which we already don't like because of Tecumseh. Just saying. Who would become the president of the United States. He still sucks. Okay. Oh, there's more, Jill. Yes. 1863. In the immediate vicinity. So not in the house, but outside the house at a toll gate was a man named Hugh Ingram. Hugh took his own life by hanging himself to the railroad bridge just a few yards from the tavern. Mm -mm. That's messed up. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Think of the scariest sight. Yeah. Then in 1869, John A. Goodson committed suicide 40 years after the traveler Benjamin Runyon committed suicide in the same room. In the same room. The two men committed suicide in the same room 40 years apart. I do know that this one, Goodson, died um, via suicide with a gun. He had a, he was playing cards, went up to his room. He put his shotgun to he his head. <gasps> he was playing cards. And he used his cane to pull the trigger. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's inventive, though. I mean, you got to want it, right? You got to right. want it. That's awful. That's terrible. Oh, okay. And then there was a man named Joe Blackburn. He died in a quote unquote accident after being hit by a train right in front of the house. I find that to be very fishy. I mean, what is he not doing? Know? What is he doing yeah. on the tracks? How it's do not you... headphones. He's not like, right. he doesn't have the iPods in. And a train, you, a train can't catch, like sneak up on a person. It's hard to miss a train coming. A hundred, like the vibration alone. Right. Even if, like, let's just say he's deaf. Like, he didn't hear the whistle. Like, right. literally deaf. The vibration alone would tip you off that you're in danger. Well, and you can see it. I mean, the train tracks are right in front of the house. It's a straight shot. It's not like it turned the corner and hit him. Right. I don't know, man. My bet is on suicide for that one. Interesting. I concur. Oh, here's another crazy suicide, Jill. This is the craziest of all. In 1892, Miss Elizabeth Rice... 
she was the in-law of the owner. Got it. She was at the time living at the place and she committed suicide by pouring coal oil over her clothing and setting it on fire. What the actual F. I mean, I am trying not to be insensitive to suicidal thoughts or ideations because I get like I understand. But like, wow, like honestly, how like how I mean, I understand dying, like wanting to die. But why do you want to torture yourself? Right. Like, yeah, Jesus. I, I don't understand. I bet you her sister was mean to her. <laughs> She's Still, living with her sister honestly. and her husband. I bet you. Wow. I bet you. Wow. Are you projecting just you. a little bit? No, I'm I'm just saying. Wow. And how mad? Okay, if I came over to your house to commit suicide and I did it in that way, I would be so mad at you. Can you imagine the mess? Oh, Dennis would be so mad. I would be burning for days. It'd be like you said a Hanukkah miracle. You're like every day for eight days, Julie. Because I have so much flesh. There's so much fuel to me. Chill. I hope if I did do that, you would capture the energy. I hope it's not a waste. You mean like read by the light? (laughs) Is that what you mean? Like bring out the marshmallows. <laughs> yes, yeah. because my flesh will definitely have like a, a, a gar, like a garlicky flavor. Really? You can like put meat on it. This is so insensitive. You realize that, right? I'm sorry. Okay. So this is a heavy episode. I need to bring the laughs where I can get them. Okay, and he. I think that's nine. Didn't we that count is nine? nine? Okay, that is nine. Now there are two more that seem to be less. No, less discussed than the others. That seems accurate to me because, like I said, they say nine, but right. there are these two. Tell me about them. Okay, so th- they have something in common. They're both the the murders of black men. Got it on the property. Oh, oh, yes. oh. so eighteen seventy seven. So oh. this is after the Civil War ends. So now slavery is no longer a thing. And the cliques now own the the property. Okay. A man named Parker Mayo is a black man, and he is accused of rape. He is arrested. Then he is broke out of jail by a mob and hanged on the property, like just yards away from the Gaines Tavern at mm. a quote unquote hanging tree. The town's hanging tree, not just any hanging tree. The town utilized this tree on this property as the town's hanging tree. Okay, so I didn't see this coming. I did not see this coming. Okay. Same year. Same year, we have another man. His name is Charles Dickinson, a man of color. And he was hanged soon after Parker Mayo. This man purportedly stole $192 and ran away with it to Louisville, Kentucky, where he enlisted in the U.S. Army. He's a patriot. In any event, he was captured. He was arrested. And once again, a mob broke him out and hanged him on the same hanging tree on the tavern's property. Jesus. Yeah. This house has a suicide room and a hanging tree. Oh, my God, dude, that's red flags. Anyone? Why do you think like, honestly, why do you think there's so much deaths here? I have theories. Do you? Explain. I do. I really do. Tell me. Well, uh, first of all, we have the glacier. 
Yes. Depositing the limestone and salt. Yes. And then you have the Ohio River. These are all metaphysical tools for for energy, right? You have the salt, the stones, and the river. Right. But also all that activity yes. for millennia. Yeah. The stagecoach, the railroads, the river. The river itself was a the transportation hub. Exactly. The indigenous people and the the nomads using that land as a crossroad. Yes. Like there's energy and people just utilizing that property for over and over and over and over again. Thousands of years. So who's our voiceless? Like, why are we talking about this? I mean, so many people died on the property. Take your pick. A hundred percent. I'm saying Parker and Charles. And because... Because when the tavern is highlighted about the deaths and things happening there, they're not brought up regularly. That's true. And also our hits kind of leading us to two men who were hanged, by the way. Black yeah. women crying, men that were hanged, thieves. Remember? Yeah, I do remember. All of those things. Are, I think our hits are kind of leading us to the two black men who were hanged and accused of these crimes. But Jen. What? There's something else. There's something else. What is it? You're going to tell me about it. (laughs) You know it. Oh, my God. It is so dark. You guys, this is like, honestly, if you listen this far without being triggered, this is this is triggering. So. So the Gaines of the Gaines Tavern have another association with a very well-known story. And that is the story of Margaret Garner. Now, I know her. How do I know her? I heard of her, at least. Well, let me tell you her story. Margaret Garner was born enslaved to the Gaines family in Boone County, Kentucky. And in 1849, she married Robert Garner, who was also enslaved. In January of 1856, Robert and Margaret, who was pregnant at the time, together with other family members, escaped and fled to Ohio with several other enslaved families in Boone County. Robert stole horses and a sleigh and a gun, and they were able to make it over the frozen Ohio River. Jeez. The Garners and their four children made it to the home of Margaret's uncle, Joe Kite, who also had been formerly enslaved and who lived along Mill Creek below Cincinnati. But Jill, slave catchers, and U.S. Marshals would find them hiding out at Joe Kite's property. And they surrounded the property and they stormed the house. Robert fired several shots and wounded at least one deputy marshal, but it was to no avail. They were captured. And Margaret, in that moment, did the unthinkable. What? She killed her own two-year-old daughter, with a butcher knife rather than see the child return to slavery. And she was also going to kill her other children. She had wounded them and she was preparing to kill them and herself, but she was subdued by the posse. Oh God. She and her husband were apprehended and brought back to Kentucky. And there was a murder trial and they were trying to bring her back to Ohio to be tried for the murder. But The murder of her child. Yeah, the murder of her child. Exactly. But 
her owners in Kentucky kept moving her around and selling her to different different families so that she couldn't be found. And eventually she was to die of scarlet fever in Tennessee. The thing is, is that this is a very well-known story, right? It's a well-known story because Toni Morrison, the famous novelist, wrote the book Beloved, and it was inspired by Margaret Garner. And Beloved has gone on to be a play, an opera, a a movie. This story is really well-known. So originally, when we had done the research for the tavern, we were like, well, We're not including Margaret's story, but something changed, Jen. What changed? I was the one, Jill, who told you, no, we're not doing Margaret's story. We're not doing Margaret's story. You took the lead role on the outline, and I kept telling you, don't write Margaret in. And then when you did the draft and I read over the outline, I couldn't shake Margaret. Margaret kept coming back to me. She kept coming back to me. What does that look like? Tell me (sighs) what that means. One of the things that kept coming into my head was a child drowning. And that's actually one of the hits that we didn't talk about earlier that I wrote down in the car. I saw a child drown. I kept seeing a child drowning in my mind's eye. And so as I was going through your outline, I looked up Margaret Garner and it's less well known that while she was being transported one owner to the next, she was on a river and she threw her nine month old baby in the river and her baby drowned. Such a tragic image. And then I knew, OK, Margaret. All right. We'll we'll talk about you, too, because I didn't want to talk about Margaret, but she just wouldn't let it go. And so here we are. We're talking about Margaret. And for some reason, she wants a voice now, too. Well, her mother was enslaved by Abner Gaines. And when she was a child, she was at the house that her mother was enslaved at. Gaines Tavern. The Gaines Tavern. That would have been on the property. And um, Priscilla, her mother, yes, did not go with her family, the rest of the family, Robert and Margaret and her kids. She stayed. She didn't try to escape with the family. She didn't try to escape with the family. I don't know why they didn't take her. I don't know why she didn't try to escape. But historians believe that she was interrogated and tortured to give the location. And that's why the posse and the U.S. Marshals knew where to find the gardeners at her brother's house. Oh, my gosh. I can't even contemplate that. Yeah. And... it's so it's such a fascinating story and it's so well known that you would think that you would want to bring attention to that story in conjunction with the tavern right it's almost right. piggybacking on the fame like why wouldn't you be like margaret garner was here right the inspiration for the famous story beloved absolutely but it's not It's not. In fact, the stories about the enslaved are often overlooked, like we said. So weird. Today, even when you look at the stories about the tavern online, often the murders of Mayo and Dickinson are are not associated with the purported haunts or the deaths on the property. The only positive thing I can say is that when the city of Walton and the Boone County Historical Society or the Boone County Public Library give tours of the property in the house, mm-hmm. they do include those stories, but mm-hmm. not Margaret's. Not Margaret's. But not Margaret's. Actually, Hillary Delaney 
brought to my attention Margaret's story being in association with the tavern and the property. She is the local history services associate at the Boone County Library. So there seems to be a small pocket of people associating Margaret's story with the tavern, but not in a in a larger way. Right. And no one's talking about Charles and, and Parker. So another thing that's been overlooked in the history of the house mm-hmm. is that that house not only was a party venue, an antique store, a tavern, a stagecoach stop, it was also a meeting place for ex-Confederate soldiers Uh-oh. to organize efforts to keep the black population of Walton and Boone County in line, right? Wow. Well, that would explain the hanging tree on the property. I, I was th- like, why would someone, if I own this house, if I own this house, Jennifer, I would have issue with them bringing people over to be hung on my property. You think? I would. <laughs> Apparently, who was owning the house at the time? It was a man named Cleek. Yes. The tavern over the years would come to be owned by the Cleeks, and the Cleeks had strong ties with the regulators, quote unquote regulators, which was an organized group of white men who aimed to control the free black population in the area and terrorize them to keep them in line. Yeah. My God. Hence the hanging tree and the deaths of Mayo and Dickinson. Oh my God, Jennifer. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Why do you think we were called there that day? We were there in April of 2022, Jill, and you are going to lose your shit when I tell you this. Tell me everything right now. In January of 2022, the Gaines Tavern was featured on an episode of Ghost Hunters. Like the famous Ghost like Hunters? The famous Ghost Hunter show, their episode on they so they were there. They investigated the Gaines Tavern. And their episode dropped in January, and we were there in April. We're going to talk about some of the reported haunts featured on the show in our detours. Check it out. But Jennifer, you have to tell me. Guess what wasn't featured? (laughs) None of the information about the lynchings that occurred on the property and none of the associations between the Gaines family and Margaret Garner. Oh, my. All of that was omitted. Mm -hmm. Well, thankfully... People like Hillary Delaney and the Boone County Public Library does include that information today. And front and center in the history. Just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it didn't exist. Uh, the online videos, they don't mention the slavery or Margaret's association as well. Just saying. You mean like the free online videos you can find about the Gaines Tavern? Yeah, on YouTube. Mm, yeah. So, in sum... <laughs> <laughs> The building that is known as the Gaines Tavern today and the land surrounding it has been associated, Jill, with uh, human bondage, suffering and death since the Gaines family settled there in the early 1800s. And even after slavery was abolished, black men were still hunted and murdered on that same land. And so maybe it's the undercurrents of racism 
that keep us from talking about these terrible acts today, or maybe it's shame, or maybe it's emotion of another kind that keeps us silent about these atrocities. But maybe it's our silence. Maybe our silence is one of the reasons that the dead are still not at rest on the property. Mm. Gosh. Well, don't forget the thousands of years of movement through the area, humans and beasts, And that tavern is located on that ancient crossroads. All kinds of energy. There's just so much there. Yeah. You you know what else I feel like? I feel like that that land is cursed. I really do. I really do. I know it sounds really batshit. Like we had a conversation about this before recording you guys. And we're like, we can't. We We can't can't. say cursed. But it feels cursed. It really does feel it cursed. It really does feel cursed. It wasn't us, Walton. No, we didn't we do it. Did. Walton, we, we love not, you. We would we, never curse Walton or the no. tavern. But it does feel that way. We um, were talking about earlier how we want to go back. Hillary, hook us up, please, Miss Delaney. Um, we do want to go back and we want to like say prayers and, and, and just like bring light. Yeah. I'm kind of afraid to. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I'm the best messenger of that because I'm really afraid <laughs> afraid our hits on this episode are so obvious and equally disturbing so disturbing and so obvious when i was picking up on hangings and fire leading to death like that woman who put herself on fire to elizabeth rice really wanted to die right and then thieves yeah charles Mm -hmm. who was accused of stealing what about the you? black woman crying. I mm, mean, easy. Yeah. We have to stop before we get to Ohio. That is glaring. Because the tavern was literally the last stop. That's so weird. The, it, that yes. is crazy weird. And what about the metaphor, look away Dixieland? The song. <sighs> oh, my gosh. It feels like when we don't talk about these, these atrocities that we are looking away. Mm-hmm. Right. And that whole white on black violence which is so uncomfortable to talk about and to contemplate we were especially because we're white and we're imperfect messengers for this but like literally it is really uncomfortable but my favorite hit is yours too where i knew that our story was at a dead end street and there we were crazy old nicholson road dead ends right at the tavern where the two railroad lines intersect what about the tavern, the hits at the tavern. Yes, Haunted AF. And we talked about when we second were walking floor. around. I know. The second floor. We both the man had with the feels gun. from the second floor. There are, the suicide we, I, room. I wonder if we were both pointed, if we both were dr- drawn to the suicide room. Because I don't know which of those windows is in the suicide I don't know room. which of those windows is a suicide we room. But I know which. We have got to get back in there. We've got to get I, in that what, what, I was up left. Me too. Okay, okay. Yes, okay, yeah. upper left. Oh, that's crazy. Crazy. Okay. Right. And the fact and that we were so spooked out by the grounds. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Oh, I'll save it for the detours. I'll save it for the detours. The first thing after doing the research about this place, I love the first thing you said to me after I was like, oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. You said, no one's going to believe us. <laughs> like, how do we just find this? I know. How did we just stumble upon a known haunted location that was just featured on the Ghost Hunters? 
I love that I called the Boone County Public Library and I said to Hillary Delaney, like, my sister and I are psychic and we drive around the country. And like, she was like, yeah, not even phased. She was like, okay, I'll just send you what I have. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> like, Hillary. Like, Did you hear what I said? She was great. Thank you so she much was. for all Thank your you, help. Thank you, Hillary. So if you are interested in our detours, you can sign up on our Patreon and get those every other week. Where else can people find us, Jill? Well, please check out our website, commonmystics.net. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Common Mystics Podcast. And tune in wherever you're listening to your favorite pods. But if you happen to be on Apple, please leave us a positive review so other people can find us. Bye, guys. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for hanging in there. (laughs) It was a tough one.